Welcome to the Sprocket Podcast, where we are simplifying the good life. I'm Guthrie Straw. Oh my God, that was like perfectly timed. Guthrie does not have headphones on, and he just guessed. That was the dopest thing I've ever seen in this Airstream. (laughs) Yes. Ever. Uh, And I'm Aaron Flores, broadcasting from the People's Republic of Portland, nestled in the heart of Cascadia. We are the show that brings you somewhat irreverent conversations about the intricacies of thinking locally with a global perspective and enjoying the best that life has to offer along the way. Covering bicycling, trains, transit, simpler living, adventures, and life hacks, and today, touring across the USA, we have touring veterans, mm-hmm. uh, not quite from Bike Centennial, from a little bit after the Bike Centennial, uh, mm-hmm. Mary and Jimmy Diesel. Jimmy Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> and Jimmy, you just uh, you just completed a, a cross-country route as well, just I uh, did this last year, or this year. I did. I did uh, Portland to Portland. Nice. But I started in South Lake Tahoe, my hometown. <laughs> Portland to Portland by Lake, by way of Lake Tahoe. That's correct. Awesome. We're going to hear about that. And also in the studio with us is Tim Mooney. Hello, everybody. Pedal Shift Podcast. What is this, like nine times, ten times I now? think we've are lost, we, we've we lost are, count. But we are comfortably in the double digits. I demand, sure. I demand cake on my 10th. <laughs> oh, wait. I don't eat sugar anymore, so never oh, mind. Oh, that's right. You guys can have cake. Yeah, let's let's just really talk about this, like, just for a short period here. You yeah. look really good, sir. Uh, you know, it's funny. When you stop eating sugar and the poisonous uh, uh, effects of said sugar, it, 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 you tend to lose the weight. At least yeah. I do. So, yeah. yeah, it's been good. It's been good. Uh, but I still drink the beers and I still enjoy my food and all that other stuff. But sugar is just no good sugar for me. Sugar is right out. Sugar is right out unless I'm on a bike, in which case uh, for my last tour, <laughs> I believe listeners of my all show bets know. Are off. All bets are off. Uh, I allowed myself sugar for just the calories of getting up and over hills. I It was Halloween season. I ate two and a half bags of those mini uh, Snickers bars. Yum. Um, it, it, it was delicious. They're the perfect dose, too, if you're trying to limit your your intake it was except two and a half bags is kind of a lot over about a, a 14 day ride but yeah uh but then i went off the sugar and i feel good i always feel i feel much better off of it so nice. yeah well guthrie we survived we did survive i'd say we we did we had a great time it yeah. went very well <laughs> as, as a dispassionate yeah. third-party observer who was <laughs> very in the room dispassionate, yes. i'm sure yeah I, I am here to say you nailed it yeah um, you nailed it for listeners who don't know what we're talking about right now, uh, we just last Saturday were on the PDX Podcast Festival, the inaugural PDX Pod Festival. I'm going to say inaugural, even yeah. though they It's not going to be annual it's, until they do it again. Yes, they're going to do it. They're going to do it again. And next year, I'm sure it's going to be at least two days, if not more. Yeah, it was good. Um, it, I had a lot of fun there. Uh, yeah. I... I um, was actually really impressed with all of the acts there. It was really neat seeing uh, all of the different varieties that Portland brings to the podcasting scene. So I think the folks over at Fun and Fun 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 Employment Fun Employment. I was trying to say Fun Entertainment, but that just didn't sound right somehow. <laughs> um, at Fun Employment, um, I think they got together a fantastic lineup, um, especially like starting off with Minority Retort. Uh, and then moving into a, a few others, it was just a yeah all around really great lineup. Pleasure well, to see Jason of Minority Retort was actually the single handed organizer of the event. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or at least if you believe the Willamette Week article, um, he he was kind of like sort of the head honcho, but uh, had uh, fun employment there, uh, also organizing and mm-hmm. um, 
Yeah, with collaborative effort. We talked a little bit earlier before recording, Tim, you and I. They sort of took one for the team. Uh, yeah, it was a cold room. Yeah. And yeah. and that's tough. I mean. Mm-hmm. Minority retort went on first. and uh, I think they warmed everything up, though. I mean, because they had <laughs> they had a guy that it seemed like that they had just met who was. I oh, wish yeah. I, they what was the gentleman's him, name? He was from the audience. That dude was amazing. That day. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, and kudos Carrot? to that person no, for sure. I want to say Sandy was San- his name. Yep. It was just, it, yes. I, I mean, for for dealing with the cold room, they nailed it. I thought, and then you know that that just led into you guys and you well, guys. They are comedians. I'm they sure are. They, yeah, they know how yeah. to deal with cold rooms. Yeah, it was yeah. just, but by you know, by the time you guys got up, the, the the room warms up some more, and then you know the third act, and that, that was third act knocked it out of the park. Well, man. you bring in a little Chuck Norris <laughs> and, and and some some action movies that went straight to VHS. I mean, what? I mean, there's nothing that could go but good from that. Right. That was an actual English <laughs> sentence, everyone. <laughs> it is. Not now because it has been spoken it has been translated from french to english and back to <laughs> french again well yeah you so you felt yep. all right yeah no it was good i um it, it was funny because i i didn't know where the green room was when we went to arrive and I, i'm not sure what i pictured a green room looking uh-huh. like um but it was interesting to see like up up and above the stage there and i'm kind of kicking myself that i didn't uh put one of our sprocket podcast stickers somewhere in that room as there were many stickers present However, if it goes from inaugural to annual, perhaps we should get a <laughs> chance again. Um, yes. But yeah, no, it was super fun hanging out back there, talking to uh, the rest of the podcast folks. And um, I, I, you know, 20 minutes started slow and then ended before I could even <laughs> tell. So, yeah, yeah, I think I, I don't know if this got put on the, on the recording. Uh, we just output a recording. I just it, found out. It via, is in the feed. Via Tim. Yes, I can confirm that here. Um, and we talked a little bit backstage, and I had mentioned, I don't know if it made it on the actual production, but I had mentioned um, it was both longer than I thought it was going to be mm-hmm. and went by faster than I thought it yeah. would. Yeah, yeah, it was funny because looking at the clock, um, we, we got through our intro and uh, we did the sponsor thank, and I was like, oh, it's it's been three minutes. Um, <laughs> this will be an interesting 17 minutes as we go through. And then, yeah, soon enough, I, I guess you... Like we could frequently talk about rain gear for an hour and a half. I don't see why we can't talk about it for right. twenty minutes. So um, once the once that got rolling, there I think things went pretty nicely. That is the funny thing. This is a longer formatted show, mm-hmm. um, and then when presented with twenty minutes, at first, anyways, we were kind of at a loss of like, what are we going to talk about for twenty minutes? Mm-hmm. We can talk about stuff for an hour and a half. Dude, you talk about Brock's <laughs> bowel movements for longer than that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what true. we call we, a callback. We kids. actually made a whole show out of Indeed that. Indeed, you did. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Hi, Brock. Kind of, kind of not. Hi, Brock's bowel. <laughs> so now that we've thoroughly made you guys uncomfortable, <laughs> you know where, you know where you can go. I know a place that where you can go to be not, uncomfortable. Not uncomfortable. Oh, okay. You're going to do that? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, and. Hey, who's hosting the show here? <laughs> yes, and. Uh, I believe that you could go to a place in Southeast Portland. But the the address is, is escaping me. Uh, uh, where, it, where could that is be? It, is it Southeast Division and 12? I believe so. I believe that is where you can go for a very comfortable seat. Uh, there is always a seat available for you. And if you gaze up lovingly, you will see a stick suspended from the ceiling that looks not unlike a snake, as we learned. And where is this place? 
This is the beer mongers at Southeast Division and Twelve. You know, I can't even say like it's it's automatic now. I can't even just say the beer mongers anymore. Oh, really? Yeah, I almost always say the beer mongers at Southeast Twelfth and. Oh Division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Well, we are enjoying some excellent beverages around our uh, rectangular table. Um, I happen to be having a Wake Up Dead Nitro Russian Imperial Stout, uh, which was pointed out earlier is about 10.2 percent um i guess i just went through and picked like randomly high abv beers for everybody here this <laughs> evening so um we'll we'll see how the night goes yeah i i'm i'm uh, slumming it with only an 8.3 abv but uh, uh-huh. uh uh you did not know this i think um it is uh the uh, founders breakfast stout from grand rapids michigan oh really michigan represent oh yeah represent the west side of the state west side and mary and jimmy what do you have over there i think they're the big winners of the night we've got the uh, (laughs) lucille india pale ale and it comes in at seven percent abv just you know cruising so you're the drivers at a smooth seven (laughs) mary's the driver Seattle, Washington. I'm not drinking. <laughs> <laughs> She's having a little oh, bit. Just to right. I'm sure your body will have. I'm sure your body will have metabolized it. We then. we usually go over an hour, so okay. I think it's we're all good. I think yeah. we're safe. I think okay. we're, good. we're good. Yeah. Um. I by the way am working on a doctor or brew doctor kombucha. And this is a seasonal. I remember this coming out last year, and I bought one. And then it just stayed in Brock's refrigerator, and mm. I think he eventually drank it. Kombuchas don't age well. It do disappeared. They? No, they just get really vinegary. Yeah, mm. if they're sealed up, I don't think they they. Well, maybe they still ferment. Yeah. Well, they run out of sugar eventually, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. But anyway, this is a vanilla oak, and the only the only way I can describe this is it's very soft. It <laughs> is a very soft kombucha. Is it? Vanilla in the sense of, because sometimes you can have vanilla that's just used in in not a good fashion. Would you say it's a well-balanced vanilla? Yeah, it's not vanilla as in plain. Okay, or or vanilla also in the in the sense of, wow, that's way too much vanilla. (laughs) No, I would I would put more vanilla in it if it were me. Okay, but um, and oak, huh? Yeah, that seems like an uh, unusual combination to me. Oaky vanilla. Oaky vanilla? I'm not I'm not picking up on the oak, but I also can't recall anything I've ever had that has had oak as a descriptor either. Mm. Like uh oaky Chardonnay. It seems like a like a, a weird Chardonnay from the late uh eighties or early nineties. Right. Mm-hmm. Probably having to do with you know, lots of people laughed at that. (laughs) (laughs) Hundreds, hundreds of listeners just went, "That's super funny, (laughs) and this is why we keep inviting you back." Boom, nine timers. Well, let's talk a little bit how you came back, what you're back here for, because. You just put out, or maybe it's not out yet. It comes out, uh, I think it should be out by the time this fine program comes out, depending on your editing speed. It's going to be out on this coming Thursday, and if I had a calendar in front of me, I could use an actual date, but I am unprepared for that. 7th or 8th-ish. Ish. I think the 7th at <laughs> yeah. uh, 7 a.m. Eastern Time. That'll be pedal shift number 100. Uh, so we've been at this for a bit on uh, the bicycle touring lifestyle. So yeah, we recorded in this very airstream on uh, the Saturday before your big event, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, had uh, uh, the three members of Sprocket, 
And then we had uh, Kat Caparello from the Joyride, and we talked about bicycle touring and kind of like little things and fun things and everybody's experiences, and then a couple of things about where bicycle touring is at right now and what you think about the future. And it was a fun show, and I'm really glad we did it. And then uh, we got uh, Shifty the Elf will be making his uh, oh, third yes. annual appearance for the holiday episode, so we'll be uh, wrapping up the year soon. Uh, but uh, it's been it's been a lot of fun, and uh, I think this is the end of the. We had three years now, three full years mm. of the Pedal Shift Project, which is... A hundred episodes a year. Crazy, 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 yeah. Well, a oh. hundred episodes oh, in oh. three years. Yes, yeah. exactly. Years. No, I was, like, I was doing my math backwards right. in my head. That would be an ambitious Hey, anybody podcast. want to switch beers over here? Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> who has the 10-point whatever? Yeah. <laughs> From now on, the beer mongers will be the ones doing the talking. Just they'll be doing the talking through all of us. <laughs> you yes. did. Let's see, three hundred episodes over five years, which means you did seventeen thousand. And there's a stick somewhere up on a up on a ceiling. Somewhere. You're the best. So this is this is quite the tangent, but there isn't any real studies um, supporting any of the like health benefits of kombucha. Okay, but people. There's a lot of anecdotal evidence of people like, yeah, I drink kombucha and I feel great now. And the best most studies can connect is the little volume of alcohol in kombucha. Oh, really? Is is like enough to like elevate somebody's mood. A little dilator of the, the <clears throat> right. vessels and stuff. Yeah. Right. It's just enough to like elevate your mood, but not enough to like make you mm. feel its effects. So you're suggesting so, that maybe the 10... 10- the 10.8 is probably too much. And I don't know if we have any evidence on this show so far of any negative effects I, from such things. I guess what I'm trying to say is like, none of us are dry here. That's true. Mm. That's true. We're all, we're all just loving life. We've all fell off the wagon long we're, ago. Exactly. Exactly. Speaking of dry, it is quite nice outside today though. It has been. Yeah. I feel like I brought the dry weather with me. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thank Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, as much as I love the rain and I do love the rain. Dryness in December is something to be celebrated when it arrives. Yes. Yeah. Um, however, it is dry. It is also really cold. Yep. We're reaching. We're almost at freezing, guys. Yes. We're almost at freezing. <laughs> <laughs> Which to me, that's that's the time that I start debating whether to bring out the big one-piece snowsuit. Oh, yeah. And then just put the Pugsley together. And then Ooh, just ride the Pugsley in a one-piece snowsuit to work and back every day. Can I please have a picture? <laughs> <laughs> Let me guess. The snowsuit's black. Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. Okay. I, I, I definitely need a picture of this, and everybody on the Sprocket Podcast needs that. It needs to go on the website. It is so cold today that I didn't even roll up my pants, you know, halfway like I normally do to make it look like I'm wearing, like, bike knickers, you know. It's so cold today that... What is this, a stand-up <laughs> Hello, in the back. Hello. <laughs> it's so cold today. Uh, no, I had one in the in the in the chamber, and now I forgot what it was. <laughs> it's so, it's so cold today. We'll just. We'll just Aaron's stop almost listening. considering moving back to the Midwest. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I thought you were going to wear it in here. <laughs> that would be pretty the snowsuit it's would so be good. cold today. Oh, yeah. It's pretty cold. Yeah. Oh, oh. No, it's just kind of chilly in here, too. Yeah. It's, it's true. It's so cold today, we left the heater on during the recording. There you it's go. True. Thank true. you. Which you may or may not be able to hear, depending on whether my editing advice actually works, but that's a long story. Or whether my editing skills. Oh, with, you know. you'll do fine. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Well, speaking of editing, yes. let's edit this segue that I'm going to awkwardly 
you know, try to make and um, fail at. And let's talk about cross country bike touring. I thought that was seamless. Oh, all right. <laughs> that, that that felt natural. <laughs> that felt good. And now I feel like we're here. All right. Never go to the sausage factory. <laughs> A lot of alcohol in that company. Um, yeah. So, Jimmy, you just finished a bike tour. I did. I finished it in uh, early November, and believe it or not. So, <laughs> have you been in? No, because you went. Sorry. I was thinking, oh, so you've been in Portland since November. But no, you no. went from Portland, Oregon to Portland, Maine. That's correct. Yes. By way of Lake Tahoe. But I started in Lake Tahoe. So what started this? Uh, probably just some kind of middle-aged crisis. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> That's the only thing I can figure. Really? Well, no, because you've bike toured before. Yeah. yeah. But as so. far as the... Uh, I had I just retired from my job with the Forest Service. Right. And I had a little bit of money saved up. And I just figured, all the stars in line, let's let's do it. Let's cross the country. Right. Nice. Awesome. And so you biked from Lake Tahoe up to Portland. Right. Visit your family. Visit my sister your here. Wonderful sister yeah. here. Yeah. Right. My only my only sibling. <laughs> and uh, then I made then I made a uh, a pretty solid right turn, <laughs> and, and just. Uh, just kept the sun on my right shoulder and the shadow on the left and just headed east. Nice. Yep. How long did the trip take you? Everybody asks me that question. It's I it every they the answers vary. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. It took me 104 days, but I took uh probably took 2 weeks off. That's 104 days from Lake Tahoe to Portland, Maine. Okay. But uh, I took probably took 2 weeks off. I had a uh the trip from Lake Tahoe to Portland, Oregon, really took it out of me. Mm-hmm. I uh, inadvertently drank water out of the Willamette River. Oh, without filtering oh, yeah. it. Did you hit it uh, above Portland or below Portland, water-wise? <laughs> it was below Portland. Okay. And uh, oh my goodness, I suffered. On behalf of our fair <laughs> oh, yeah. city, I apologize. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember the uh, one of the opening scenes of uh, Train Spotter, Train mm-hmm. Spotting, mm-hmm. Guy, mm-hmm. where the guy's trying to quit heroin, yeah. and he's all cold and shaking and sweaty, and he's in that bathroom. <laughs> oh, that's no. just yeah, horrible. Yeah. That's what you get when you drink from the Willamette. That's what you get. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was two solid days of of uh, imitating you and McGregor. Oh, mm. As somebody who used to be very mindful of the water quality of the waters of the Pacific Northwest, wow, that sucks. <laughs> it oh, just man. sucks to hear. As soon as I could walk, mm-hmm. I wa- I got a, uh, we went to the REI in, here in Portland and I got a water filter for the rest of the trip. Had you, wait, so you had already been in Portland by the time you got sick or? Well, like- I could feel it coming on the last day before I actually made it to Portland. Yeah. I was like, mm, my legs don't feel quite right. My stomach doesn't feel quite right. Oh, no. And uh, so then I got to Mary's house and w- <laughs> we have to take the dogs for a walk and I can barely make it up the, oh, no. up the hill. Right. <laughs> what prompted you to drink? I I, I think we're, we're burying the lead. What prompted you to drink from the Willamette? How, what kind of desperation <laughs> drove you to that? Well, <laughs> it's, you know, it's just hard to find water. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing how you go up to uh, like a school 
or anything, you'd think there'd be like a faucet there. Yeah. No, no, everybody drinks bottled water. And I was thinking to myself, you know what? I'm not going to pay for water. Water is my, <laughs> water is a God given right by Cracky. Uh, I'm going to do a callback to a, a, the past episode. That was a critical mistake. We all asked him that question. We were all like, Jim, hmm. you know better. Yeah. <laughs> right. You would think I would know better after 23 years with the Forest Service. I appreciate your moxie. I appreciate you not spending the buck on the bottle of water, but well, there are consequences, right? Right. <laughs> As we learn. Oh, man. Yeah. I like it. I would say bold move. Bold. Yeah, well recovered. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the what water filter was a good choice uh, for the lesson that you learned. Yes. Right. What, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, or in this case, at least smarter. Right. <laughs> you, you got yourself a filter. I did. And I was able to drink water straight out of the Columbia River. Fantastic. That's it, a it bold was, move. It was that fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I just gave it a try, you know. And if it was near Hanford, you you could, you know, light your way home. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so coming from Portland, what route were you going with? Well, I, I invented my own route. Yes. And uh, I was I first got a big stack of AAA maps, and <laughs> those weren't so great. AAA maps are designed for. Somebody in a car going 70 miles an hour, not somebody. These were, these were mm. just your standard AAA maps. These right. weren't like AAA bike maps. No, no, there was nothing bike about them. Nothing bike about them. And then uh, I, for some reason, I haven't quite joined the uh, 21st century, so I use a flip phone. So I, I didn't really have any any good GPS navigation except for a. Uh, I have an iPad that's Wi-Fi only. Mm-hmm. and I would get to those WTF moments where you know, like I am completely lost. And so that's where I would try to find like a Fred Meyer, uh, Tim Horton. In the, in the Tim Horton's. Oh yeah. 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 Tim Horton started in Canada. Oh. Tim Horton was a King. defenseman for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. No. Oh. He, yes. Yes. And he, he, he that died. Tim Horton. Yeah. That ha. is he. And then he, he opened a donut shop and right. he died tragically of, I believe cancer, but he's, oh. I mean, he, uh, it is it is an iconic place in Canada and in Southeast Michigan and in uh, Northern Ohio and yeah and in Western New York now yeah where I'm from right yeah. I I I pictured those as the poor man's Starbucks really it well sort of Canadian Dunkin' Donuts is probably the best way to do uh, it but yeah it's yeah. become sort of yeah and it's it's classic yeah you get the Timbits uh-huh. did you go Timbits no I would always get a uh, a chocolate okay. double chocolate okay and a small cup of coffee. Their coffee's and then, pretty good. And then I'd milk that thing. <laughs> I'd milk that thing <laughs> for like hours. Just slamming their Wi-Fi on your iPad. That's right. There you go. Yep. That's right. Downloading go. as much as I could. There you go. Well, so for for downloading, were you downloading routes to follow or just trying to get up to speed with where you were at on the AAA maps? Water, well, water quality analyses. Yeah. <laughs> you know. ArcGIS databases. I would spend a couple minutes downloading routes, trying to download routes. But mostly just uh, fade into like podcasts. Mm-hmm. Two Dope Queens was my favorite. In oh, fact, yeah. I'm using this as a springboard. Two Dope Queens is really good. <laughs> Two Dope Queens. That's a good show. Um, Phoebe from Two Dope Queens had a podcast called uh, Too Many White Dudes. Which, <laughs> ironically, the last episode had Tom Hanks, but still a great podcast. <laughs> to listen to. Yeah. Of of your podcasts. Um, in addition to, were, were there any that, that you may not have heard of? Um, before that you discovered that that you'd also like to make a shout out for well on the sprocket uh well 
I got to go with History on Fire. Okay. Solid. Daniel, Daniel Bonelli. Yeah. He uh, he saved my life on the uh, Cowboy Trail. The Cowboy Trail is a uh, rail trail in Nebraska. It, it is a trail to infinity <laughs> with nothing on it. You can go days without seeing anybody. I, I think I went two solid days without saying a word to another human being. And the only thing that saved me was Daniel Bonelli telling the story of Crazy Horse, which happened right there in Nebraska. Oh, mm. wow. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. But mm-hmm. I'd also like to, uh, you know, the pedal shift project, really. Oh, that jerk. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, some of those nights were so hot and sticky and sweaty. I couldn't sleep. The only way I could actually fall asleep is listening to Tim. Oh, my gosh. Dulcet <laughs> tones. Of, well, yay. <laughs> I'm just really glad that I... <laughs> <laughs> that's that's also how Tim Gross. goes to sleep. Oh, yeah. He just Terry, listens to don't his. Don't forget own Terry Gross. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you could you could run like uh, put your earphones in, listen to like seven or eight days of All Things Considered. Yeah, Not definitely. All Things yeah. Considered, but Fresh Air. Fresh yeah. Air. Yeah, because yeah. Terry Gross has such a nice voice. Yeah, and great interviewer, prolific well. right. interviewer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. I would I would wake up at like two in the morning, and I'd be five episodes in. You know, <laughs> I just let it run. Oh, <laughs> do you listen to podcasts uh, the entire time you ride? I'm curious how you use podcasts. It sounds like uh, obviously during the long stretches, but I'm just curious. Yeah, just uh, just during the long stretches of those rail trails and stuff. Yeah, because I was mostly I was aiming for those really because you can't beat a, a good rail trail. They're fantastic. Yeah. You don't have to worry about the traffic or anything like that. Exactly. Just enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, do you listen to music at all while you uh, ride? Yeah. Yeah. What kind? Of, what, what, what's your What's your jam? Well, my favorite for this trip was probably a uh, rusted root. Okay. You know that the Rusted Root one with uh, "Send Me on My Way." I am yeah. I am not as familiar with their catalog, but I know of them. So yeah, yeah. Oh man, pedaling up some of those steep hills in Eastern Oregon. Yeah. Ah, oh, Jesus and Fish, the the Farmhouse album. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So like a little jam band action. Exactly. Right yeah. On. Mm-hmm. Right on. Yep. Just let it roll. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Are you a jam band guy? Not not as much. Yeah. No. I did, that would, I, uh, what, what are there any <laughs> punk jam bands? <laughs> I'm not... Someone someone once described Fugazi to me as a punk jam band. Okay. I was like, that's, that's in- I mean, intriguing. They do a lot of improvisation. So in that realm. I would maybe. say like a jazzy punk band yeah. would mm. be a closer. But no, that's not right either. <laughs> what about you, Tim? Do you um, listen to music when you're traveling? Oh, all the time. Uh, we've done two two whole episodes of uh, playlists that we kind of created for for bicycle touring. And I'm a pretty eclectic uh, type, but uh, you know, I'll listen to anything from you know if it's really chill, like a John Coltrane kind of a thing, nice. all the way up to you know punk music that that would uh, I think be on Aaron's playlist. Uh, uh-huh. I've, I've I'm really into um, Bob Mold and his sort of catalog, so mm-hmm. Husker Du and and stuff like that. So. Uh, uh, and Nirvana, of course. Nirvana is the my favorite, and of course, also not related, but in excess. I I roll for oh, right. nice. yeah, yeah. Right. as everybody knows. But yeah, no, I really I think music is music's super personal, like anything else. Right. But um, I think that it can really be a, such a good sense memory. And what I found is when I've redone different trips. I will uh, be at a place and I'll think of a, of the song that I was playing the last time I was there. And mm-hmm. so there are hills in on the Oregon yeah. coast route where it's sort of like, oh, it's time for me to turn on Danny Warhol's because uh, this is where I play, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, uh, this song or that song. Because I have or I'm climbing this hill. It's like, oh, this is I, I just turn on Bleach by Nevermind and just do the whole album to get mm-hmm. up this hill. And, mm-hmm. it, it, and it's it's funny how that happens. And then I've 
subsequently to some of these bike tours done uh, um, been in a motor vehicle of some kind and of course you're going so much faster but i'll have that same sense memory and it's just it's amazing how all of these things can kind of flash back to you as you go mm-hmm. along right. uh, it's such a powerful tool and a powerful enhancement for a ride i think um but i also listen to a lot of podcasts i'm almost always having something in my ear just to sort of supplement everything that's going on around me i like it right yeah we were talking about the uh the erie canal Mm -hmm. oh man yeah we're talking about that offline uh everybody who's like wait when when?" yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's i grew up along there and you rode Mm -hmm. on it uh for, Uh for this part of the trip what was your favorite part of uh your erie canal adventure I think from uh, Bachport. Yep, where they had the uh, flight of five, the yeah, the uh, original locks. Mm. Oh, yeah, Lockport is in uh, suburban Buffalo. For those who are right. unfamiliar with uh, the Western New York geographies, yeah. But then uh, the music I would listen to, um, Nick Drake. Love, oh, Nick yeah. Drake. yeah, because the leaves were changing. Yeah, ah, yeah. oh, that uh, pink. I, that's, oh, I was yeah. just going to yeah. say that's yeah. my favorite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pink, and, pink. yeah that <laughs> yeah. that trail is to me. I'll, I'll always think, like you said, of Nick Drake. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's it. That's great. I, I didn't get exposed to Nick Drake until after I left the the region, but I can totally feel that. Uh, just of all the the different places along that trail that I know of, that would totally fit. That's great. Uh-huh. That's really great. Yeah, Brockport's another good one. A lot of port right. towns. I grew uh-huh. up in Fairport. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Brockport's uh, usually a favorite. That's going to be in between uh, Rochester and Lockport. Um, that's usually a big favorite. But it's a good it's a good trail for those of you who are listening or are thinking about doing a little Western New York and Central New York ride. Yeah, it's good stuff. Jane and I have wanted to do it. Um, we didn't get a chance to last trip, but I think that this next upcoming trip um, in about eight or nine months or so, we're going to make a stretch up to there because I too have heard, uh, especially around the canal there, that there's some very, very nice cycling. Um, did you find that that was one of your like favorite parts along the trip or? Uh, absolutely. Okay. I, I think uh, from Buffalo was, it blew my mind. It was such a neat, neat mm. city. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the hostel there, the Buffalo hostel, they gave me a screaming deal. I ended up spending three nights there and hanging out with a bunch of bike culture people and doing oh, nice. a, the Buffalo slow roll. Did mm-hmm. they get you to Duff's Ooh. at all? Did, are, are you, uh, are, did you get chicken wings when you were there? I did. I got chicken wings. It was kind of a silly thing, and I felt silly doing it. But <laughs> you know what's funny is when in Rome, <laughs> yeah, right. You're gonna laugh at me now because I t- I told Aaron before the show that I'm a country mouse. Oh yeah, and uh, I thought honestly, I thought that the buffalo wings it was a joke. You know, like <laughs> buffaloes don't have wings. Right. Oh, it, it was a blonde moment when I was a little kid. I used to be blonde, and before I got to Buffalo. The, uh, I thought that the, it was just a joke. I didn't realize that they came from the city of Buffalo. I, I'm going to have a country mouse moment with you on air. Okay. And that I didn't know that either. I didn't either. Yeah. Don't feel bad. Don't feel yes. bad. Yes. I wasn't blonde. I, my brain is exploding. Yes. <laughs> they, don't, they, don't, they don't teach that out in Eastern Oregon. Uh, well, they don't teach in Southern California either. Okay. No. Locally here, <laughs> nice. the, uh, I won't retell I the story, the, the origin story of wings in Buffalo, but um, at a local restaurant, Fire on the Mountain, which is the best, they are the best oh, yeah. wings in here in, in the Portland area. Um, they have, at, the, at least at the interstate location, the only reason why I know that is because I went there literally today and <laughs> 
is on, <laughs> the origin story about how they were invented at Anchor Bar in Buffalo is on huh. the wall there. Oh, okay. And uh, 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 some folks, a super fan of Aqua actually works at Fire Oh, that's the right. Mountain, oh, different learned. location, but yeah. A, a different location, yeah. But uh, apparently the story must be uh, pl- posted on the wall in most of the locations. Okay. Like yeah. There are three. Anyways, yeah, it's it's a, it's quite the story and it involves a big snowstorm as all good Buffalo stories do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's Buffalo, like, well, yeah, because it's right off of uh, Lake. Is it Lake, Lake Erie? Erie? It's, yeah. it's sort Lake of Ontario. nestled in between Lake Erie and Lake Ontario. Okay. So, uh, but mostly gets the Lake Erie stuff. So, if the winds come from the west, um, and the you know it's a uh, uh, cold air over warm lake, and you'll get two feet of snow. A lake few, affects snow. A few years yeah. ago in November, they got eight feet of snow wow. in a couple of days. I mean, oh. it, even by Buffalo standards, you know they closed some schools for that. <laughs> I, I feel like moving to Buffalo. It's uh, it's a great town. There's it. It's got some challenges. <laughs> if you don't like snow, I wouldn't recommend. It. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. I'm not moving to Buffalo by any <laughs> no, stretch of no. the imagination. No, no, no. Um, well, so you you mentioned being a country mouse in the city, um, and you also now that we should maybe segue just a little bit uh, with uh, you did a bike tour with your sister here um, some time ago. Um, so let's talk about what got you into biking way back when, and where was this? Um, I think what got me in, me into biking. I don't. I'm not sure about Mary, but uh, remember the movie Breaking Away? Oh, yes, of course, the cutters. Classic. That that blew my mind, mm. and uh, I wanted to be a bike racer so bad, but you know. There weren't any bike racers in Southern California, so it was just like going biking. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll let Mary talk about <laughs> tell about our uh, the adventure we had together that that one summer. Yeah, I got into biking because I didn't have a car. <laughs> that's how I had to get that's, around. That's and how so, that's how I got into biking. I was gonna say <laughs> didn't have a car, not no money for a car. So yeah, we uh, we met this gal at the bottom of the Grand Canyon the summer before. Remember, right? Melissa? Yeah, yeah, and. Jim kept up this because we hiked. We hiked hiked a lot, and uh, we hiked down the Bright Angel Trail and back up, and spent the night down at Phantom Ranch. And we met this woman, and she, um, she got to be friends with you, with you, Jim. And uh, so next thing I know, he's saying, "Hey, I'm going to do this bike ride to the Grand Tetons in Yellowstone. You want to come?" Hmm. And I said, "Well, okay." I was like, I don't know, 19, maybe 17, I think. Yeah, and so uh, we did it. We flew out there. I had this terrible old girl's bike. Uh-huh. <laughs> with, the, with the little... Yes, yes, yeah. yes yeah. indeed. I had the no bike through. shorts. I had like long shorts. Uh-huh. And I would, Nobody I, wore bike shorts. Nobody, but, no, mm, no. no. T-shirts. No. No bike shoes. None of that. This was in the 70s. This was 78? Did right. you, if I remember? Yeah. Yeah. I want to say uh, it was 77 or 77 77 or 78. Yeah. But after Bike Centennial, but it was sort of maybe... Uh, um, uh, what, what's uh, inspired by a little bit? I believe, yeah. Was Probably. that a, was that a pretty big thing? Did that did that yeah. make a lot of buzz? That's yeah. always my I, thing. Like, is it was it really a thing when it happened, well, yeah. or, or do yeah, we yeah. look back on it and make did it the, a thing? Did the like, legend it, grow over the years? Right. Do you think the legend grew more over the years, or do you think it was as big as it sort of feels like right now? I think it was as big because hmm. it, here were regular people doing something that nobody could even understand back then yeah ride your bike across the country mm-hmm. yeah 
I always mark that as the beginning of modern bicycle touring, and at least in, in North America, because it just so many people did it. And then, you know, just hearing your story that it inspired, you know, there was an echo to it. It inspired yeah. other bike tourers. Right. Well, we yeah. saw nobody else. Yeah. Yeah. Not a single other bicyclist that hmm. whole time. It was what, 600 miles? No, we saw that French, the French lady. Oh, the French people. Yes. She got, we got separated. <laughs> You tell that one. <laughs> well, it's it's hard for me to tell it because I don't really remember it as all well right, as you. All did. right, so we did get separated. <clears throat> Melissa couldn't do, uh, couldn't go along the, with she she didn't couldn't make the route. So we were having to go to um, Jackson Hole. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, I'll go to Jackson Hole. We'll meet. Um, if any of you've been to Jackson Hole, you know where the the uh, there's a, like a courtyard with um, antlers. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. The big antler thing. in the in the town square. There. In the town yeah. square, yeah. yes. Yeah. And so I thought we'd meet him there. Well, it didn't, he didn't show up and didn't show up. And so I met this couple, they were a brother and sister from France. And they said, well, you can come stay with us. Cause we had split up the tent. I had oh, yeah. the fly. Oh yeah. And he had the tent. <laughs> so you can't, yeah, you can't. That doesn't make, that's what am like I going to do? Pre cell yeah. phones, pre exactly. everything. Yeah. 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 You had a half a tent. <laughs> Hope for the best. Yeah. I had the, I had the fly. So <laughs> this, this uh, brother and sister took me in and made crepes for me on the campfire. It was so nice. And the next morning, I, I got up and I, I went to find the sheriff because I figured there was a sheriff and it might, perhaps there's some connection there. Mm. And so I went up to the, I found a sheriff and I said, you know, um, I need to report some lost people. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And this guy looks at me and he says, honey, honey, they're not lost. You are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Had, had he been looking for you? <laughs> well, it's not a very big town. Okay. And I guess the word got out that this girl on a bicycle was missing her other, you know, her partners. Right. And her tent. And <laughs> my tent, yes. <laughs> well, Jim had called the folks, which I thought was, in retrospect, it's a good idea. But at the time, mm. they're, you know, they're hundreds of miles away. They can't right. help they me. Wouldn't, they yeah. wouldn't be They're, they're going to panic. They're right? in Southern California. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Southern California. And we're, we're in uh, Wyoming. <laughs> was their first call to whatever county sheriff, sheriff's office? Was that I sort of I don't know how that worked. You told them and they must have called, right? Probably. Yeah. Because they were really worried. Mm. Oh, God. Can you imagine? Yeah. I mean, we were teenagers. <laughs> um, they're, they're only children. <laughs> separated and missing. In Wyoming. <laughs> that phone call must have been awesome. <laughs> Dad's like, all right, so let me get this straight. Your sister is missing in rural Wyoming on a bicycle with just a tarp. Okay. We'll take it from Copy. here, Jeff. Right. right. <laughs> I picture like a Fargo-esque like scene playing out between two like dispatchers or something yeah, <laughs> i know yeah. i know find that girl well That's they did good. i went i took the bike and i was going up the because they told me where that they where they were mm-hmm. and the uh and next thing i know there's a truck flatbed truck coming down the hill towards jackson hole with jim and melissa and their bikes in the back of it so we did manage to find each other right. no problem nice. but it was pretty darn funny at the time yeah <laughs> how was the reunion that must have been did that feel good? I mean, that must have been amazing. Well, it it was a relief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a relief. But uh, we had, we had lots of adventures before then and after that. Mm-hmm. One time, uh, Mary was at some kind of like band camp or something, and I was supposed to pack her gear for a uh, backpacking trip in the Sierra because we'd gone these week long backpacking trips with another with a big group. And I'll never forget. So that. we're we're in a bus and we're going up to uh, I think we're going up towards Yosemite up. Uh, What's the name of the pass there? I don't know. Well, we're going up the pass. It's pouring down rain. And I'm going through my head of all the stuff that I have in my pack. And I remember, guess what? I forgot to pack a rain gear. 
Oh. <laughs> so. Did you just like skip from tree to tree and like using their canopy? <laughs> well, or something? I was good. I was good. I had my rain gear. There are not a lot of trees in that area. <laughs> Poor Mary had to spend like four days with the garbage bag on. Yeah, oh, yeah. but that wasn't the worst. The worst is that he made it so heavy, I could barely pick it up. Oh. <laughs> barely carry it. It was like it was like monster and wild. Because you'd pick it up and be like, "Yes, ah, this like will that. be all right." Just like it. <laughs> I'm putting this thing on. I'm like, "Oh." oh man. And then, I but totally then, see this happening too. Mother Nature took care of me. That oh, yeah? night, we hung our food in the tree. Oh. <laughs> and guess what got into it? Raccoons. Black bears. Oh bears. Oh, oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Including, I had a jerry tube full of honey. Uh-huh. And that those bears ate that thing. Just they ate the jerry yeah. tube. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> they're, they're like these repackable. They had they were popular in the seventies. Like repackable uh, toothpaste containers uh-huh. that uh-huh. you put like honey and stuff in. I, okay. I haven't seen those. Oh yeah. Since oh then. god. I'm really showing yeah. my age now. Ah. <laughs> You're probably legendary amongst the black bears of that region. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I remember. So how did, the, how did Mother Nature save <laughs> you? At first, well, there was, was a, a jerry lot, tube. It was so much lighter. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, I thought maybe maybe when we we'd bought some food from some people that were leaving because it was raining too hard, uh-huh. and I thought maybe they had sold you some rain gear too. But, oh no no yeah. the rain gear I don't even remember the rain gear part, but I do remember that how much lighter my pack was. And then you got altitude sickness. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I God. used to get sick a lot. Did they, so did they have like, was that a thing, or I guess like the, obviously knowledge of, but wh- what was the treatment or did you know that you had altitude sickness? Oh, uh, it's at- just like, uh, no, it's just like mountain sickness. Okay. It's just, um, you know, you feel like, not unlike my uh, Willamette <laughs> It was coming out the other end, though. Gotcha. Finding a common theme amongst the bicycle tours. (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting. A lot of the stuff you've talked about so far have been the sort of like the challenges. And that's I think that's really typical in bicycle touring. We call it or someone once named it type two fun. Right. Those those challenges. Uh It's like it's awful in the moment. But you Mm -hmm. look back, it's kind of part of the funness of it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's funny how that seems to be a common thing for so many people who have done bicycle tours bicycle touring bicycle camping etc so uh-huh. it's not nearly as much fun if you don't have good stories right oh, yes. and those are always the best stories like uh-huh. i mean you probably had some wonderful experiences too but story-wise it's not as cool as the blackberry eating your honey uh-huh. you know? mm-hmm. <laughs> the uh the oh, uncertainty yours. the uncertainty of it is what makes a good adventure oh yeah yeah, yeah. were you really planned out or did you have the the triple a map sort of like what like this trip or, or how did how did you do you remember how you did your uh your 77 tour Oh, no. Was it seat of your pants kind of a thing, or no? I think uh, there's so few roads in the West. Yeah, I mean maybe like in Portland, Oregon, there's a few more. But once you get to the to the West, like yeah, there's there's like this is the way you're gonna go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I think uh, we looked. Do you want to go north? You take this road. You want to yeah. go east? You take this road. Exactly. That's it. That's yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that's how we planned that one. What was the reaction? You didn't see a lot of bicyclists other than some wonderful uh, crate-making French people, which <laughs> sounds awesome. I want to meet them. Uh, but uh, what was the reaction like amongst other people? It probably wasn't. I mean, even now we get strange, odd looks when we do it. I must sure. imagine people must have thought you were from Mars in 77. Or was it close enough to the bike centennial that people were like, oh, yeah, these people? Well, I remember that family that took us in right. out, of, right. out of Cody. Yeah. We decided to leave um, uh, the, out of the east entrance of Yellowstone and mm-hmm. head because we, we had to do our loop. Mm-hmm. And I remember leaving Cody and we'd put 
a lot of miles in that day and it was very windy and the wind was just right headwind was awful and i remember being so exhausted i said to jim we've got to find a place we've got to find a place that will take us in and and you went ahead and found that family that took us in yeah i knocked and- on the door of a of a little farmhouse out in the windswept plains of yeah. Wyoming. That's and like, that's the story. Right. right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I mean, that happens today and it was happening back then. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's, it was kind of a um, little bit rainy. I remember that. And she, we said, can we camp in your yard? Oh, no, no, you can't camp in our yard. You're going to, you're going to stay in the garage. Huh. Wow. So we, st- we all stayed nice. in the garage and yeah. get up the next morning and she's got breakfast ready oh. for us. That's the hospitality so of rural America. It's such a consistent story mm-hmm. that, you know, uh, you, 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 you politely go up and say, hey, would you mind if we just, you know, this little corner of your property? They're like, nope, you're coming in. We're feeding you and you're going to stay in the garage or you're yeah. going to stay inside or right. whatever like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. It, is, it is a consistent thing. And uh, that's it's mm-hmm. it's always great to hear that, you know, uh-huh. and it's nice to hear that it that's is consistent in the 70s as it was as it is today. Yeah. Right. Great. Yeah, that's good to hear. Well, that, you had a lot of that on your trip. Too. I was going to yeah. say, like, do you have examples? Of yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. Uh, this is a funny story. <laughs> <laughs> I was going from uh, Athena. You get? Are you familiar with Athena and watch in uh, Oregon? No, it's w- it's way out in eastern Oregon. It's uh, I was just say we're looking it, at is our it, eastern Oregon. Well, yeah. for this. is it is it south of Baker City? No, it's north of Baker north City. Of, shit, I should totally be familiar with this. Well, I was right. going from <laughs> Athena. <laughs> okay. Over the mountain, and uh, I was going to end up in Elgin, oh, Oregon. That I, that I do know. Okay. Okay. So, back in familiar territory here. <laughs> well, a word of warning to anybody that wants to go from Athena to Elgin. I swear it's a 25-mile uphill. Mm-hmm. It is not easy. And uh, I got to the top of that hill just caked with salt. Mm-hmm. And uh, came down the other side to Elgin. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, man, I'm tired, you know. I'd, I, I would like to stay in a hotel tonight because I had just been camping in out of the woods, out of the, you know, places, secret spots, you know, that kind of thing. And, uh, so I go up to the, this one hotel in Elgin and it, it is a, uh, you know, if you're going to get bed bugs, this place was the place <laughs> where you get bed bugs. There was b- broken down cars in the parking lot mm-hmm. and, and, uh, I, I go up to the door to the office and I look in the door. The door is open because it's a hot day. And I can hear this. The woman is arguing with somebody on the phone. Hey, if you're going to, if you're going to ask me questions, you got to speak English. Ooh. And I was like, Oh man, Ooh. maybe I should just leave. <laughs> and, but I didn't, I'm kind of dumb that way. But, uh, <laughs> I said, well, how much is a room when she got off the phone? You know, $75. I said, ah, oh, $75. That's way over my budget. Cause I was, I was budgeting like $20 a day. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. And even for bike touring, that's pretty good. Right. Yeah. 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 But I figured, you know, a hundred days, you're going to, yep. you don't want to spend a lot of money. And I said, no, that's too much. Now, this place doesn't look like it's worth a hundred dollars a day. Well, the owner was out, out in front hosing off his RV. And uh, he looked at me and goes, you know, you know why I charge that much? Cause I can get it. Hmm? Oh. And, uh, I said, "Well, well, you're not getting it from me." And uh, he says, "This is supply and demand right here, walking out your door, <laughs> sir." That's right. Yeah. And uh, he said, "This is the funniest part." He said, "I don't care. Well, I don't care where you sleep. You can go sleep on the side of the road in the bushes for all I care. 
Well, that to me made me laugh because that was that's my modus, man. That was, <laughs> that's what I've been doing. Man. Yeah, I, that's exactly what I said. I said, uh, man, that's what I've been doing. <laughs> and he goes, ah, oh, you just get off my property, you Portlander. Oh, really? oh, ouch, ouch. I, I know. That made me laugh even more. I said, what? Those are descriptive words. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I said, you heard, he said, you heard me, Portlander, get off my property. <laughs> did you, did you like decide to set him straight or just let him? Let no, him no, I just yeah. started laughing and yeah. rode away. Yeah. But I'm still Which kind is, of, by the way, the correct response. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. A, a very good response. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. But I was still kind of ouchy over that one. Welcome yeah. to Elgin, Oregon. Right. <laughs> so I went down the road to the next town down. Like I go to this, it's. It's a real pretty little town. Imbler. Imbler. Yep. Okay. See, now you're getting your cred back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right We're here. <laughs> We're right here. Okay. So for anybody that's bike touring through Imbler, what you want to do is you go behind the uh, city hall. There's a little park back there. And they, they had a little porta potty and stuff and some water. And I was, I was sizing it up for my hammock because I was sleeping in a hammock, sizing up the trees. And I see this big burly guy. He's uh he's got a shaved head and a goatee and he's probably two hundred and fifty pounds. And he's looking at me over the fence and he says, Can I help you with something? And I'm like, Oh man, here it goes again, you know. <laughs> I, I I just said, Hey, I'm looking for a place where I can rest for the evening. And he said, Well, you better come over to my yard because they turn the sprinklers on there at night. Mm-hmm. And I said, Okay. And uh, we started talking and I told him where I was from and stuff. And he said, next thing he, he says is, you know, this time of night, I like to go underneath the porch. And he had a, uh, it was like a two-story house with a porch underneath. Mm-hmm. Oh, go he under- wasn't just like crawling. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. At first when he said that, I kind of visualized that. <laughs> right. But then me, I saw the porch. the raccoons in the pot <laughs> yeah. go underneath the porch. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I named them all. <laughs> <laughs> this so, one's Sparky. So he goes, he says, I like to go underneath the porch. And have a little something to drink. And you're welcome to come over. You're Done. Open. Nice. Yeah. I said, oh, well, I'll be there. Did you make fun of people from Elgin? I did. <laughs> I did. And uh, next thing you know, his his uh, daughter-in-law and his son comes over because they live right next door. Uh, and so we're all sitting there drinking beer. And uh, it's funny you said that I'm making fun of people from Elgin because that's exactly what his daughter <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> she goes, she says to me, well, that's where people go when they want to marry their cousins. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> if you think that's bad, you should see how the sports teams compete. <laughs> but uh, we ended up uh, we ended up going out to breakfast the next morning, and I had some rhubarb pie that night with his wife. Oh, nice. And uh, they're, they're on my Christmas card list for sure. Yeah. It yeah. was fantastic. Yeah, the people that you meet are are just some of the most special parts about bike touring, isn't right. it? Right. Yeah. 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 And I thought it was so interesting about it was it was a, it set the theme for the whole trip was where you something crappy happened. Yeah. Within like an hour, something good would happen. Hmm. And all I, all you had to do is just go, okay, something good is going to come out of this, oh. and it would. Hmm. That that reminds me of the uh, the write up that you sent to us uh, oh, some yeah. time back about what was it. The bright spot. The bright spot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ap- not quite aptly named, but <laughs> whatever ended. Well, maybe give us a, a short summary for our listeners, and then whatever ended up happening at that at the end of that. Story. Well, the the summary is 
I was in uh, on the high plains of back in Wyoming, riding from so this Casper. Wyoming. Right, I was riding from Shoshone, which is basically just a ghost town right now, yeah. to uh, Casper, and it's an eighty-five mile stretch with three towns on my AAA map, three dots, mm-hmm. and little did I know there's nothing there except for a uh, highway rest area right smack in the middle. And so the first town I, I go to was a, uh, it was nothing. There was nothing there. It was just one of those old railroad signs. The second town had a railroad sign, but it, it looked like a, uh, you know, an anti-government compound. It had flags oh. all over and a big fence and German shepherds barking at me. And I was, thought, nothing would, says welcome like German shepherds what, barking right. at me. Was it the town called Elgin by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> There is an Elgin, Oklahoma, I know. Of. <laughs> yeah, 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 for real. Not from where... El- every every state has an every, Elgin of sorts. Every, it, whether it's called Elgin or not. Right. Our Elgin, Elgin happens to be the actual Elgin. Yeah, 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 exactly. Elgin, Oregon is the Elgin of, well, Oregon. Anyways, yeah. So well, like, I get to the, the uh, third town, and um, I believe it's called Highline. And all it is, it's a, it's a hotel, a bar, and a restaurant. Well, the hotel rooms consist of like five or six boxes with doors on them and numbers and uh so i I go to the end of the bar so-called bar and it's just it looks like a hoarder's house there's a few old tables and stuff and a uh a cooler with with a bottle of water and a gallon jug of water with a handwritten sign that says three dollars well, after my experience in the Willamette, I was like, well, you know, I'm not going to drink the water here. I'll just buy this water. Oh, oh, yeah. That's not mentioned in the story that you wrote, but you did mention like you made sure to look at the seal right. and yeah. yeah. check yeah. out the water. That yeah. makes so much more sense yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, you know, remember that scene in uh, Slumdog Millionaire when they were gluing the uh, oh, right, right. <laughs> gluing yes. the water bottle seals yes. back on? Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So I got, I grabbed the water and since, you know, I enjoy my beer, especially in the evening. Especially I, after a long ride. There were these yeah. strange looking women that uh, were working there and they all looked alike. So one was super old and the other two were real young. One of them had these Nick tattoos and uh, looking back on it now, they, uh, they looked like they had a, go- a goiter, you know, from a thyroid problem. They had the same kind of eyes and worst tattoos ever. Yeah, with Nick <laughs> I mean, tattoos. Yeah. And uh so um I a- I asked you I asked me if they have beer for sale. Yeah, we got beer, but but you have to get it in the bar. So I go, Where's the bar? She goes, It's it's back here. Where where this old lady came out of. So I follow her into the bar, and the bar is like the size of maybe from the door to there hmm. on the so, wall. Did it feel like a which, trap? Which for references, yeah. yeah so about five feet. About yeah. five feet, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And it, it, uh, I walk into the bar, and I mean, I got to tell you, the air is just foul here because every, people have been smoking there for 100 years. <laughs> windows probably never get open. And uh, the smoke is just permeated into right. the wood. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, every. I used every, to work at a bar like that. Really? Oh. <laughs> every surface had had dollar bills stuck on it. Yeah. And, uh, the, the funniest thing was there was a little tiny counter and a Latino guy was sitting there. I could see his back and he had a cowboy hat on, a checkered shirt. And uh, he turns around 
And this guy's eyes are like crossed. Oh, no. Because he's so drunk. Oh. <laughs> he's got a... Uh, I was thinking it's like from birth or something. No, he's got... No, 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 no. no. really bad eyesight. Sorry for, right. for the guy. He's got a bottle of tequila and a Takati beer. And he looks at me and he says, what the F are you doing here? <laughs> and I thought, oh, my God. This is going to be worse. I'm either going to get my ass kicked or just murdered out here and cut up for food. <laughs> And uh, new chili special, <laughs> yeah. Portland chili, right? It's like a scene out of uh, deep. What's that? What's that called? Green fried green tomatoes. Oh, yes. oh, there you go. Right. Secrets in the sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh, I get I uh, I just say, well, I'm riding I'm riding my effing bike across the country, <laughs> and he goes, why are you doing that? And the only thing I could think to say was, because I'm effing crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we struck a chord. There you go. Yeah. 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 I, think, I think we connected. It's, also, it's okay to curse on the sprocket as well. Oh, yeah. So oh, if you yeah. feel, yeah. If you not, feel so not necessary, inclined. but if you feel so inclined. Okay. Well, I did, yeah, say, I did say dick. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> We're doing okay. We yeah. redeemed yeah. ourselves. Explicit yeah. right. tag earned. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so they sell me the beers. They want the uh, Latino guy wanted me to stay there. He says, uh, "Why don't you stay here tonight? We can drink and get fucked up together." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, you know, I'm not sure about that." But for some reason, I I asked uh, the Nick tattoos, "How much is it to stay here? I'm not going to stay in a hotel room because she already told me that rooms were fifty nine dollars." And uh, I don't know what was going on with her, but she said a hundred. A hundred, a hundred to stay in the bar. No, in to bar. Uh, to camp out over near the uh, Latino wait. guy's trailer. Oh, so it's, it's fifty nine dollars right. for a room, but if you want to camp, it's exactly. You, you exactly. must be the easiest mark <laughs> in all of. Uh, I told like, you I was a country mouse. <laughs> yeah. But uh, BT Barnum was thinking of you, right? Elgin Chamber of Commerce. I know it wasn't Elgin, but everything's Elgin now. <laughs> so. I said, I said, I saw the Latino guy there and it just blurted out a hundred, what a hundred pesos. Cause that'd be like $10. Right. And, uh, he just started laughing <laughs> and I, I bought the beer and the water, the water. Cause I was dying of thirst by then. And the sun, the sun was setting. It was already full dark by the time the whole experience and the bright spot was over. The bright spot, by the way, is the name of the place. The name of the place right. Yeah. It's the name of the bar, mm. which it's hilarious to think that, but uh, I grabbed my I grabbed my beers and stuck them in my panniers and topped off my water and drank the rest from the jug and just took off heading towards the uh, the uh, rest area. But the thing is, out there in the middle of Wyoming Plains, cars are going like a hundred miles an hour, oh, yeah. and they they just want to get through that. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I made it to I made it to the uh, the rest area at like ten o'clock that night. And just slept behind a behind a building, hmm. but I got to the restaurant and just put my head down on, on the picnic table. Oh, I just couldn't believe it. Yeah, yeah it was unreal. <laughs> I kept saying to myself, "Well, Diesel, you wanted adventure, <laughs> getting it." You know, there are yeah. people listening to this podcast right now who are thinking, you know. Uh, bicycle touring sounds really, really fun. Now they've heard the story. They're like, who would do this to themselves? <laughs> yeah. I think we I think we all hit those moments, though, because that story reminds me very distinctly of a moment in um, Northern California where there's this hill that you get 
basically in between the main highway and then Highway 1, which it turns into on the coast. Middle Finger Hill. Yeah. It's Leggett Hill right yep, before Leggett, Rockport exactly. Hill. I call it Middle Finger Middle Hill. Finger Hill. Those yes. who have ridden here know it well. Yes. Uh-huh. And uh, so we had done a similar thing where we stopped in at a gas station and they said, well, the only, the only water here is the water that we sell. And I was in a similar position of saying, well, I'm not going to pay $5 for water. Right. Um, and they said, well, you know, there's a spring up at the top of the hill. And if you get up to the top. and so, At least it's at the top of the hill, No, exactly. Right? Well, here's the deal, though, is there is no spring. There is no spring. Oh. So, so you spend a good three hours getting up this hill only to realize that you're not actually motivated enough to bike back down that same hill to say, what the hell's going on here? Right, right. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, sure, I'm, sh- I'm sure he's played that joke on so many thousands and thousands of times. Yeah. Of times. Oh I, I have no doubt. Um, but yes, it's those moments that make you appreciate the finer nuances of cycle touring. Life. Right. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. I had a uh, on the Erie Canal, the uh, that hur- Hurricane Nate. Remember one of the first? Uh, oh yeah. First hurricanes. Well, it became a tropical storm when it got to New York. And, uh, I was, I was, uh, it was the 12th of October and I, I was in a campground, a nice campground with showers and everything. <clears throat> and, uh, I was in my hammock, you know, it was pouring down rain and I called the office on my, on my flip phone and said, Hey, I, I want to stay here another night. It's raining, you know, and I need a day off. Oh, you know, that's, that's too bad because. We're closed for the season. <laughs> what? Oh. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. But uh, so I loaded up my bike and braved the tropical storm, Nate. Rode for as long as I could. And I, I saw finally saw a bar called Jacks are Better. And I thought, <laughs> oh, man, I, I'm just going to stay here tonight. Yeah. So I go into the bar. It seems like I go into a lot of bars on on the bike tour. <laughs> hey, small towns, man. That's what you got. Right. Yeah. yeah. I was okay. going to say, like, that's the thing on a long stretch of highway. That's usually the the one thing. You that's got a hub. convenience yeah. store yeah. or you got a bar. You got a post office. And, you yeah. got your rest uh-huh. stop and you got your bars. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I go into the bar and the first friendly face, there was only like four guys at the bar and then the bartender and this old fat dog was barking at me and... <laughs> You know, the first friendly face, I said, hey, you know, can I, can I cap behind your bar? I'll give you 20 bucks. And uh, the guy goes, well, I'm not the owner. Ask Jack. The bar is called Jack's or better. Hmm. So Jack's sitting at the bar and ancient old guy, just so hammered. <laughs> and I said, well, Jack, can I stay here? Yeah, you can stay here. I could barely under, barely understand him because yeah. he was so drunk. You can stay here as long as you don't miss with anything in the back. You can stay for free. And I was like, oh, thank you, Jack, because I was soaking wet and tired. And, yeah, I bet. And uh, I ended up spending $20 on beer and tequila. That's much better. <laughs> <laughs> right. Jack's was better. Yeah. Jack's was better. Jack's was better. <laughs> we had a good time, and uh, it was it was the bartender's birthday. So this other guy came in that I think had a crush on the bartender and uh, he, he brought some, some hamburgers that he had made and 
those guys were all they were they were too busy drinking you know they didn't want to eat hamburgers <laughs> so i guess you got to eat all the hamburgers yeah. yes can i can i just say nothing like my people who romance uh, our, our own with not roses not chocolates but hamburgers <laughs> that's your people fantastic right. western new york you understand that <laughs> what's yep. the saying the way to the heart is through the stomach right there you go well she looked like she she must have had a big stomach a big heart then she must have oh, had a oh, really oh, big oh, heart uh running uh running a little bit on time here what i would say what was like your big you get to portland maine did you have like i don't know like some kind of epiphany some kind of big thought or was it just like well here i am i guess i'll go back now you know i thought i would because i yeah. visualized that for like 100 days uh-huh. and uh all I really wanted to do is just get some beer and sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up uh, going. I was staying at Airbnb, yeah, which I would highly recommend for bike touring oh, because yeah. you, know, you can meet so many neat people with Airbnbs. But uh, I drank one beer with a guy and watched a little watched a little baseball because it was the playoffs. And uh, then I I just uh, slept for twelve hours. <laughs> Yeah. Tell them how you got home. Uh, I took I took the uh I took the train home. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> how long. many? I was gonna say how many days is that? Like six or? I got on the train in Portland, and I took a train from Portland to Boston, and then Boston to Chicago. Well, I got on the train in Portland Saturday morning, and got off the train in Reno, Nevada, Tuesday morning. Wow. Did the train double up on any portion of your route? Uh, at all yes how did that feel because i've done that before and it is disconcerting as hell oh <laughs> mm-hmm. completely yeah isn't it the world is going by so fast and you're reversing it's like going backwards in time and undoing all that you did but at a rapid rate <laughs> right mm-hmm. yeah so disconcerting yeah yeah i took I had a... never thought of it that way it's really crazy <laughs> when i yeah because when i took the train up from klamath falls after the, the crater lake it never occurred to me yeah. i just Honestly, like nothing looked the same either. So uh-huh. if the, the 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 train runs parallel to the CNO uh, yeah. uh, back back east where I'm from, and you know I'll do a three day trip to Cumberland, and then in three hours you undo what you did yep. over three yep. days, right. and you're just watching. It's like, oh, I stayed yep. at that campsite. Oh, and that took me a day to do. And oh, here you know yep. it's yep. it's disconcerting, uh-huh. but kind of cool. But it's like this weird you know, rewind like the old school days of like VHS or beta tapes while you're watching it go, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's yeah. pretty wild. It, it was, and, uh, I took a picture that just is like a blur and that's exactly what I felt like. Yeah. Just this blur. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Living your life at, you know, 10 to 15 miles per hour is a really powerful, cool thing. And then when you get into anything that is beyond that, whether you're you're driving, you're on a train or whatever, it's it's crazy how how much of a time machine that can be for you. It's yeah. really wild. Yeah. I remember doing the whole I took a month and 10 days to do down to San Diego. Mm-hmm. And that trip was like 18 hours back or something yeah. like that. Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. Absolutely nuts. Yeah. It's really wild. Really wild. Awesome. Well, uh, you want to stick around for our headlines and mail? And you betcha. Awesome. Oh, no. I wonder what's coming next. <laughs> you'll, you'll have to. <laughs> oh, is this the first time we're going to play this while you're here? No. Present? Oh. Can we record a voice of yourself for a future use in a 
modified recording of our mail. I do not consent. It's too to late. We already are. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm going to let Aaron take the, the lead duties on this only because I'm actually not that good without the headset. So. <laughs> I love, I love, I love, I love. Don't, don't ever use that. All right. First up on our calendar, second Friday of every month is the Boston Bike Party. Also on the second Friday of every month is the Indianapolis Bike Party. And this every second Sunday of every month here in Portland is the Corviday Bike Club Ride. I'm mentioning this because I met Soleil of the Corviday oh, yeah. Corviday yeah, yeah. Bike at Club. The, uh, at the podcast. Yeah, at the podcast festival. Um, she was actually there working a table. Mm-hmm. Uh, How about that? Yeah, with shoot, Toko yes. was the name of the, yep, yep, the, yep. Name of the company. For folks uh, in weed legal states, yes. Toko of Oregon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was really excited to meet her because I've had my eye on the Corviday Bike Club for a while. Um, saw them on the on the shift calendar, which is sort of our local bike happening mm-hmm. online calendar. Um, so it was really great to meet her. And because I met her in person, and um, they will soon be on the show soon, Yeah, I thought I would also mention that every second Sunday of every month is their bike club ride. They call it a Sunday fun day ride every second Sunday of the month. They meet at 2 p.m. and ride out at 2.30 from the fountain in the center of Peninsula Park at the Rose Garden. And if you're looking for something to do in the meantime, on December 9th, we have the barbecue and bouche ride. Yes, barbecue and kombucha. Um, a, we stop at a vegan barbecue restaurant Excellent. in uh, well St. John's. This is put on by the Puddle Cycle, uh, Tom McTie. And uh, Tom, shoot, who's last name? I can't remember. Tom, man. Oh, the, that is the okay. Toms. Tom and the Tom, Toms. man. The Toms. <laughs> you know who you are. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll remember it like as soon as we're done with the calendar section. Um, they are riding up to St. John's to a barbecue restaurant and to Soma's self-service kombucha growler filler. Mm-hmm. Um, and Soma has really interesting flavors that you would never think of. Uh, I think we mentioned one time. Uh, I tried a jalapeno cucumber kombucha. That's crazy. That's mm-hmm. pretty nutty. Sounds good. It is all right. It yeah. wasn't spicy at all. Mm. For, but yet it had jalapeno. In it. Yeah. No, it had the flavor of the jalapeno. Mm. Huh. Are you but, a spicy fan or are you a hint of spicy fan? I'm more of a hint of spicy. Okay. Like, interesting. I like spicy okay. foods, but my stomach does not. Understandable. I, I'm a fan of the spicy, and uh, Hopworks now uh, has a specialty pumpkin beer that has uh, some uh, añejo chilies in it, and it's mm. got a real kick Ooh. to it. It was really, really good. I, if you're local, I think uh, it's on the, their taps for a little bit longer at uh, okay. uh, their Hopworks Urban Pub, Urban Urban uh, the Bike Bar, the Bike Bar. <laughs> yes, yeah. on Urban North Brewery. Williams yep. Avenue. Thank you, Hub. Thank you. I was like, <laughs> what's the B? What's the B? <laughs> Well, it took me that long to remember it, too. So. Yeah, okay, there you go. <laughs> On December 15th through the 17th, we have Bike Craft 2017. Yes. The 15th is a little preview, but guess what? You know all the good stuff's going to be sold then, so you better be there on the 15th. Ellie Blue says go, you go. Yes. That's all I'm saying. But mm-hmm. the 17th will have clowns. Also on December 17th, sharing the same calendar date, is Starkwood Holiday Lights Ride. This is interesting because it highlights 
a part of Portland I didn't know existed until I read this. Starkwood. Yeah, where is yes, Starkwood? Where is Starkwood? I've never heard of that either. Well, apparently it's a Starkwood residents in... are shaking their heads. <laughs> and... like, I've lived yeah. here a long time, too. <laughs> I don't know. See, it's a neighborhood in southeast Portland. I lived um, in southeast Portland for a long time, and I do not Consisting of a dead-end street and three cul-de-sacs. Like Peacock Lane, most of the houses are lit up for the holidays, but this neighborhood has a 60s vibe, given the age of the houses. Hmm. I still don't know where Starkwood is. We will find out on this bike ride. Yeah. I'm Googling that. Let's check it out. <laughs> I'm, I'm just Googling that right now. <laughs> or some of us will cheat. I want to live in uncertainty for at least three more minutes. I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> no, you have to use your flip phone, Tim. Right. Oh, yes. You can borrow mine. One, 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 S. Two, 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 two. Come on. Can't T9? Well. I used to be pretty good at that. I was never good at T9. Uh, that was. Looks like 111th uh, uh, and uh, Stark in Southeast. Oh. That's probably why I didn't know it because it's way that's that's out, out by like that park there. There's there's like a small park between mm. Stark and Washington. Okay, yep. Um, and I'm only going by Starkwood Chiropractic. Oh, no, not <laughs> okay. a sponsor of the show. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It's still a a very fine part of Portland. We'll give yeah. them, we'll give them the free advertising there this you go. time. If you have a twisted spine and you're in the outer part of Southeast or- Portland, Oregon, <laughs> particularly in the hundred eleventh district consider starkwood chiropractic it's spine-tastic that's free y'all well this brings us to what can compare with the thrill of a brand new bike First up, a heads up from Cat of the Joyride Podcast. You can now submit your podcast to Spotify through your Libsyn account. Better than giveaways, better than presents, packages, boxes, or bags. A shiny new distribution distribution destination for your show reaching millions of influential listeners. And for those of you who aren't podcast nerds, Libsyn is a... Uh, is a website that hosts podcasts and specifically it, it has hosted the pedal shift project since day one for oh, real okay I, right. I have we've been, got an insider i have been a a libsyn uh uh customer since 2005 are you on are you on you're like Spotify? like you got to be like their fifth or sixth customer i then. don't think i am but i'm probably <laughs> in their high percentile wow. of oldest uh yeah yeah nice. uh, they, they cool. have they have taken at least five bucks a month from from me for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> you should get a plaque. I should. I should. Well, now you can host your podcast or or uh, aggregate your podcast through Spotify. I'm super excited. I'm going to do that uh, mm-hmm. someday. Yeah. This is going to bewilder all of my family at home when they say, "I don't have iTunes. How can I listen to your show?" I'm going to say, "Well, it's on Spotify." And they'll be like, oh. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> yeah, they'll be like, even, speak English, son. <laughs> even even more so than iTunes. If you're on Spotify, you've made it. <laughs> you've you made, are there. Yeah, yes. You are in the big time. There is step also, one podcast, step two, Spotify, step three, profit. There is also a way to, to get your podcast hosted on, hosted on Spotify, even if you aren't a Libsyn user. Um, and I don't know if I'm able to. 
to provide that link. Um, you could probably yeah, Google legal, that. There's a legal matter, but you could, you could oh, probably wait. Google to to submit. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's oh, a okay. there's a non Libsyn way to submit yeah. your podcast to. I didn't know if like since Libsyn and Spotify might have like. Some oh, sort of, a little like, a little maybe, inside maybe deal. This hack, podcast even though, mafia going even on. though it yeah. is public knowledge. Yeah. So so basically, with this, if you are a podcaster interested in getting your show into Spotify, um, they basically I think the biggest requirement is that you use non copyright protected music. Um. Wow. But other than that, the the rest of the qualifications, it is selected by Spotify staff, so you aren't guaranteed to get in, but it is worth submitting. You'll get in. I think so. Oh, yeah. Um, This is our only piece of actual news here, but it's worth mentioning, and this came to us from my special lady, Anna. Thank uh, you, Anna. This is from CNN Travel. Great grandmother cycles ten thousand miles, and she's not stopping. That is the headline. Why would she? <laughs> yeah, why would you want to? <laughs> why would she want to? Quote: I like what I like to do without having to wait for someone else to be ready. Explains the seventy-eight-year-old great grandmother. The appeal of biking alone on the open road, she says, is just feeling like my own boss. After retiring at sixty-five, she began tour cycling. In 2003, beginning with France's Atlantic coast, aside from trips around her native United States, she's wheeled her way through the Netherlands, Germany, Belgium, Scandinavia, and beyond. Mm-hmm. More power to her. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I want to be her like when I I can't up. wait till I'm 65. I was looking around <laughs> for for um, like an Instagram or social media account because the, the thing that um, I find most interesting about her setup, which is awesome is that she tours on a bright pink Brompton folding cycle. Yeah. Which is excellent. Um, and I feel like I, I, I was riding around Portland yesterday and I saw somebody riding on a bright pink who like could Possibly? qualify. Yeah. And yeah. so I wanted to see like, where oh is she God. at? Yeah. Hey. Oh, and, if she was in town, that would have been so perfect. Oh, I know. So, so I've, if anybody knows of um, her visit to Portland, announced or unannounced, let us know because it would be wonderful to interview her if indeed that was her. So I also got the impression, I didn't catch it from the article, but um, I got the impression from when Anna mailed the show. She goes through channels, by the way. She just doesn't tell me about this. She doesn't just say, <laughs> I find this out this when I get the show. No, I, get, I find this out when I get this forwarded to me from the Sprocket account. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what you were reading. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. Um, in the email, she said that this woman lives in Montana and will be in Montana over the summer. So maybe she lives in Missoula. We'll try to mm. find her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hive mind. Yeah. We, we need, can do it. We need you Sprocket listeners. If you know of this person. <laughs> track this lady down. Track this lady down hey, in uh, a respectful, cool way, people. Hey, hey, Laura. And let's see if we can get her on the show because it would be awesome. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, that's right. Yeah. We, uh, there, there are show connections to uh, the great state of Montana and Missoula in maybe, particular. Maybe Laura's got an ear on that's ear true. towards the, yes. uh, the venue. That would be way cool. We may not have great-grandmothers touring bicycles on hot pink Bromptons. But what we do have is we got mail. Hey, we got mail. I am contractually obliged to say you're welcome, Sparkle. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> if I get have to play that 
music of myself. Every show. Every show. Every show. I'm going to play you singing Calendar Girl every show as well, Tiffany. <laughs> Retribution! Hey. Fair trade. <laughs> From Todd G in DC, a friendly FYI, Aaron was nearly impossible to hear this week. Sorry. Well, Todd, we have some excellent news for you. We are migrating to a new edit system, and in that process, um, that will not only hopefully result in better sound quality, but even if we're quiet, we will be able to be not quiet anymore. I was going to so, say, dude, just turn the volume up. <laughs> I, I mean, I think hard? the issue is like the volume. He lives in DC. He's going to so kick my ass. He's going <laughs> to find me and yeah. my you, ass. You find him and you show him what you mean by, by quiet listening. I don't live in DC anymore. Bye. Uh, we, we hear you loud and clear, Todd, and we're working on it. Thanks for the feedback and uh, excited to show you our improvements on the next episode. Yes. If nothing else, at least it'll be easier to edit. That's the thing I'm looking forward to. <laughs> you, you don't want to spend like eight hours of your Tuesday oh editing Sprocket. Wait, you don't Tues- want to spend 15 hours of your Tuesday my, editing? My lunch break on Tuesday, Tuesday evening, sometimes into Wednesday in the afternoon. And it's mostly just, this is maybe more inside baseball than you care to This is sausage. Listeners, it's a sausage making episode. Never, never go to the sausage factory. <laughs> hey, everybody, we're going to do a whole episode on how it takes to, to edit the Sprocket podcast. Uh, it's super fun. Step A, go to Google, search how to make how a good to- podcast. <laughs> Every week I do this. <laughs> Step three, profit. <laughs> uh, Audacity is not the most user-friendly program. That's just how I'm going to say it. And we're moving to another program, which is going to make everyone, including you listeners, lives easier. <clears throat> Next up, from Peanut Butter Jar Matt. Matt. In reference to episode 389 with... Uh, Madeline Kovacs. Speaking of the indignity of riding transit, did you happen to catch the State Farm ad? We did didn't. You, but oh, I I certainly watched it. Yes, but I hadn't caught it prior oh, to our prior, notification. No, I didn't. No, it's um classic transit shaming at work in this beautiful ad. You know, I I get what they're trying to say about like it's State Farm, it's insurance, so they're trying to sell you car insurance and like like. It shows this guy riding transit back and forth to his job, and he eventually he's very saves, sad. Saves up. Oh, he's always so he's sad. miserable. And he and he, it always passes by like the car that he's looking into, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, yep. He's looking out the window. Is it gonna catch? I don't know. The internet's spotty out here. It may not. Um. So I'll describe for you all. <laughs> so yeah, he's just going back and forth, and he eventually saves up enough money to buy a car, and the. Their hook is like, you know, you spent this much time and energy and money to buy this car. Shouldn't you spend some to insure it or take care of it? I think is what they say. Yeah, I think he, yeah. that captures the gist. But yeah, the whole time he's just, he's sad on his bus. What? So so his vehicle's in the shop? Because no, he, he doesn't have one. He's he's working towards that great he's day. on the well, bus because so he, he doesn't. in yeah. traffic? <laughs> Which yes. is what happens here. But that's yeah. his choice. Uh-huh. Freedom. I always look at those people and when I'm riding Max and say, hey, I'm yep. glad I'm here. Yes. I ride, yes. I ride Williams to work and um, I have an Amazon like Instaprint account. So it's, it's no cost to make random T-shirts. And I just really want to make one that says like arrow to the left. 
hi over there as <laughs> as you like <laughs> as you pass by. Yep, because there's always a great backup on Williams. Um, yes. Not not for bikes, of course, no. but <laughs> except if you if you're going on Williams, you want the arrow to the right. You're on the other side. Arrow to Williams, um, Vancouver. I sorry. Ah, yes, yes, thank you. Okay. It's it's the morning commute. <laughs> it's a little inside baseball from Portland Indeed. bike infrastructure here. Um, also peanut butter jar Matt sent a local grocery store um, advertisement the other day from Quaker Oats in in somewhat relation uh, apparently overnight oats are going mainstream yes so peanut butter jar Matt got his name for at least in my opinion inventing overnight oats as a way to um, sort of clean out the peanut butter that's left over in your peanut butter jar. Oh, okay. You throw the oats in and some milk and you let it sit. Mm. Apparently, Quaker has been listening to this podcast. Oh, yeah. Because now they've come out with a product called Overnight Oats. And just add milk, put it in your refrigerator. Overnight, you got some oats. So basically, they just repackage the same stuff they sell. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. And probably tacked an extra buck on it. I don't know. So as a lawyer, Tim. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now let me I, let me preface. By the way, I did take the Oregon State bar exam and passed on the first stop. Oh, okay. I, I was gonna say you, but oh, that was that was a while ago. You didn't. You haven't recently. I mean, it's like it was. It it was, it was like minutes ago, mere minutes ago. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, as a lawyer, yes, sir. Do you think? Uh, do you think, uh, Mister? Mr. Jarmat has a uh, has a case here of of maybe copyright infringement. Absolutely, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! No, but he does own an excellent Dayhan folding bike because he bought it from me. And, uh. and hello, hello, Matt, and I hope it's doing well for you. <laughs> I tried, I tried, Matt. It's so strange. I'm on the show, you know, occasionally, right? But but peanut butter Jarmat always seems to have a, a comment. He, he he rates in. He doesn't know that I'm going to be on that show. But the last few times he's been commenting That's true. in, and I'm always like, "Oh, it's Matt with my bike. That's cool, dude." <laughs> Weird the ways in which the world works. Well, that's all of our mail. Yeah, but at least we got mail this week. Yes, <laughs> thank been... you for writing. Always appreciate a little better job, Matt. I'm sure Elgin's going to comment. Oh, <laughs> if there's anyone who listens from Elgin, congratulations! Welcome to the fold. I, right El- in, and I will never say anything. Elgin's going to come Elgin and, again. Uh, Elgin's going to come and burn this trailer down. That dude in DC is going to kick my ass. I mean, that's the consequence of these two. I, show. I often stop in Elgin on trips back home. Um, who knows? Maybe I shall have to continue through in this next visit here. We will see. Or maybe just you know just go in to some random bar and be like, Jimmy Diesel says hi, and then like a bunch of random stranger and run off. That's that's an X episode for sure. A sternly written letter from the Elgin Chamber of Congress. Dear Portlanders, we have heard your show. Hey, you know what? It's okay to be either. It's okay to be both. There you go. Well. I suppose we should put this baby to bed. <clears throat> Ready for this? Let's do it. All right. 
The Sprocket Podcast is produced at StreamPDX Community Audio Studio thanks to the generous support of Open Signal. Our website is thesprocketpodcast.com. Email to thesprocketpodcast at gmail.com. Call or text to 503-847-9774. Twitter and the Instagrams at Sprocket Podcast. Thanks to Ryan J. Lane for our theme music. Hurt Bird for our headline sounder. Marcus Norman for graphic design. And thanks to our sustaining donors, Logan Smith, Shadowfoot, Katharina Mellengard, Wayne Norman, Doug Robertson, Ethan Georgie, Justin Mar- Martin, Eric Iverson, Cameron Lean, Richard Wazinski, Tim Mooney, Glenn Kubish, Matt Kelly, Eric Weiss, Todd Parker, Dan Gebhardt, who's a time traveler, Zoe Campania, Dave Nose, Chris Smith, Christy Kaser, Caleb Jenkinson, JP Culey, Peanut Butter Jar Matt, thanks for writing in, Sebastian Poole, Marco Lowe, Rich Otterstrom, Andrew in Colorado, Drew the Welder, Anna, I'll be home soon, John Wasserman, Andre Johnson, King of Division, Josh Zisson, Richard G, Guthrie Straw, who's right here still. Greetings. Also thanks to Aaron Green, author of We Were Like Sons and founder of The Regranary. Campsite, Mac Nurse David. Kathy at Cycling, Walking, Eating, Talking. Nathan Bolton, Chris Rossin, Rory in Michigan. Michael Florney, Jeremy Kitchen, David Belay. Tim Coleman, Mr. T, Harry Hugel. Ed Whitman, E.J. Finneran, Paul Colbertson. If that's your real name. It might be, but I doubt it. Brad Hipwell, Thomas Cato, Keith Hutchinson. Ranger Tom, Joyce Wilson, Ryan Tam. Derek Wagner, Jason Oftenberg, Microcosm Publishing. David Moore, Dennis O'Brien, Todd Grosbeck. Chris Barron, Chris Barron, Chris Barron. Sean Baird, Simon, Gregory Braithwaite. And Ryan Morrow and all of our former donors who helped us get this far. Now brush your teeth. And go to bed. Nice. That was a fun show. Yeah, great episode. Yeah, Thank you so much. That was so much fun. That was really fun. <laughs>